Look. Recorded live. Hi, it is um, January 28th, 2016 for Kathy. Okay, when I was saying my prayer to come into your energy, I was getting all these beautiful energetic pictures. It was pictures of energy, lots of purple, lots of white, uh, some gold. And they were making designs, but nothing specific. It was just, it was all swirling around you. And then there was this sense of the purple and the white almost getting underneath you and lifting you up, kind of like real gentle um, rocket boosters. And then there was um, more energy swirling around you, and they became kind of like um, diamonds, almost like you'd see um, in a video game type of diamonds. And they were just swirling around you and swirling from top to bottom. And and um, then I saw trees, lots and lots of trees. It was like we were driving up to um, uh, Yosemite or something like that. And uh, it was like, like we were driving because there was going past the trees and past the trees. But even though that was the case, um, it was very peaceful, very serene, very relaxed. And then there was the image of being at a lake and it had the feeling of being like an alpine lake. And there wasn't any snow, but it was definitely not summertime. And it was like completely fully supportive of healing, relaxing, resting, meditation, type feel, but it also had a a kind of fun component to it, too. Like, you weren't just trying to escape everything. It was, you just happened to be there, and that's the energy of the place. And um, then I saw, like, cars driving around uh, your neighborhood, only they were like little toy cars, little toy plastic cars. <laughs> And they were driving around, just driving all around your neighborhood, up and back, and you know. And when I asked what that was all about, and they said, the guide said, "Well, no matter how busy everything is around you, and how much people seem to be going around in circles or seems to be driving uh, pointlessly." Um, you still are living in your house, you're still living in your surroundings, and you don't, you not only don't have to be affected by them, you're doing a really good job, despite what it feels like on some days, you're doing a really good job of not letting the outside busyness and buzziness um, um, affect you when you're inside your house, inside your your balanced area. And so the suggestion with that is, is to remind yourself to check in and um, make sure you're, you're always staying within your energetic house, that you're not overextending yourself. And my sense is that... Um, You've really been feeling the energies and the effects of the energies the last couple of months, people being short-tempered, scattered, impatient, and worse. And that's uh, the earthly translation of all the energies that have been going on um, since October. Uh, Those should be lightening up, but it'll still be a bit of an energetic roller coaster for a while and depending on what's going on between the big light and the big dark, you know, will uh, affect what's going on. So to say it's gotten better is true, but it won't necessarily stay better consistently for a while yet. And when they keep showing me your work area and it's, like, boy, talk about the busy energy, busy energy, busy energy. And and in everybody being so busy looking like they're being busy or being so busy 
because they are creating this sense of identity, you're often overlooked. You're because you're not you're not feeding that energy and you're certainly not thriving on that energy and you're not looking for that energy, you often get overlooked. But um it's not because you're not an integral part of things. It's not because you're not important, but it's because you're not being the squeaky wheel. You're not being the Kardashians. You're not being the the white rabbit going, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late for a very important date. So what the guides are suggesting is using that to the best of your advantage um, for yourself. You know, that since you're not being noticed, you're not being constantly observed, you're not being constantly under scrutiny and under the thumb. So, um, so use that elbow room to your advantage and get comfortable. So, you have questions. Yeah, it's interesting you're talking about that because work has been crazy. I can see that. Um, yeah. Um, we're expecting a survey, um, maybe two, coming up. And I wanted to ask how you see that going. Um, routine is, you know, I was waiting for them to say, something more but I get routine and it's just kind of flat it's not like flat like easy sailing the smooth sailing or or ice skating but it's it's more like so flat it's boring and it's boring and it's tedious but it's procedural you know nothing more nothing less than procedural so I don't uh, say I'm coming up Positively? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing for them to really ding you on. The, they will on a couple of little things because they don't feel like they've done their job or they don't feel like they've proven they've done their job if they don't nitpick something. But as far as real things, um, no, there's nothing to be faulted. Okay. Um I'm looking for a perfect survey, though. <laughs> well, I don't think with these people you're going to get perfect, perfect, because these there's two people that seem to be of the belief system that if if there's not at least one or two notations, then... Um, they're afraid that they will be considered you know, that they didn't that they weren't thorough. They didn't do their job. So, is that for my department or the whole facility? Well, I was just looking at your department. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For the whole facility, it goes well. It doesn't go as well as your department, but it goes well. Okay. There's. There's more things to be addressed and to be fixed. It's kind of like fix-it tickets, not like demerits or shut you down, but but like fix-it tickets. But even saying that, they they're gonna do well. Okay, good. Yeah, because everybody's kind of going crazy over that. And then, um, okay, the way I'm at. St. Helena Center for Behavioral Health, which is a psych hospital. And we have the mothership, St. Helena Hospital, which is above Napa. And um, they lost a whole bunch of money last year. We actually contributed money, and apparently this is what always happens, but they lost a lot. So... Um, people are worried about their jobs. We 
we had a big meeting today, and and people are saying our VP is going to be going. Um, apparently, they had talked about it, and the doctors kind of came to her rescue. And so everybody's worried about their jobs. Well, what I see is that the culling, if that's an interesting word, will be done more in administrative than um, uh, upper administrative than um, functional administrative. Um, Mm -hmm. There will be reorganizing and restructuring and shuffling, lots of shuffling, Um, and more than once shuffling. But it feels like it feels something like they can't let too many jobs go because a certain number of jobs is required, is mandated. And right. so they can't they they can't recoup the money that way. So, you know, if they could, yeah, I think you guys would be a lot a lot of people would be on thinner ice but because they're they're not at bare bones but they're close enough that they can't cut too many jobs and and still exist legally and so that's going to be both your saving grace and your pain in the butt because all this reorganization you guys are going to be playing catch up with each other or with yourselves for a while. Do you think our VP is going to stay? Because she's up for administration. Um, what's your VP's name? Trisha. I can't hear you garbling. I'm sorry, Trisha. Trisha. Yeah, probably. I, I think if if they could just arbitrarily just ask somebody they would she would be up for it but um it's not as easy as that um there's nobody to really absorb her particular expertise under another umbrella so there's Still a chance, but I would say it's not a very big chance that she'll go away. Um, it's more she she does more hands-on than some of the other VPs and uh, C Blancos. Um, so she's not going to be the first that gets chosen to um, to leave. Because she okay. she's got a kind of a unique uh situation there that people yeah. can't just step into. Yeah. Okay. What about my direct boss? Yeah, it feels like there's gonna be some additional workload, but your boss and you are gonna be pretty much status quo. Okay. All right. Um, we had a situation with, um, my chef, she's out on a leave right now, but, uh, she put in on petty cash for alcohol, which they don't allow. Right. And unfortunately I signed it okay, but it's like, you know, she sticks it under my nose and I sign it. Right. And same with my boss. So... What do you see happening with her? Is she going to get to stay and just have disciplinary action? Or, man, that, one's, gonna... that one's iffy because um, there, there's not a good feeling around it it's at, on a couple of fronts. One feels like there either were some rumors or there were um, suspicions. 
talked about anyway. Um, it wasn't all good energy with with her anyway. Um, but also the other side of that is, you know, somebody has to somebody has to take the brunt of it, and it's not a big enough infraction for you, and certainly not for your boss to to take the brunt of it. So, yeah, she, it's not a given that she'll go, but it's not decided whether she'll go or stay yet. Okay. I think what people are leaning towards is normally it would be just disciplinary action. But because there had been some other suspicion or rumors or gossip or something um, that has, circulated there the people who are looking at this are looking at it like well is is this an opportunity that we shouldn't let pass us by and the problem with that and somebody has cooler head is it's really not right to get rid of somebody because of rumors so it's it's a mess yeah well she was going to leave back in May, and then she called me and said, I want to stay, and I said, okay, because she's the best chef I've ever had, mm-hmm. but she's difficult to work with sometimes, and her mood goes up and down, and when she was going, thought she was going to leave, she had gone into human resources and said a lot of things, Oh, that's particularly the about my boss. Okay. Okay, that's the talking that they were talking about. Okay. Yeah. And Human Resources wasn't happy that I told her she could stay, but she's very important to the department. Um, She knows the computer program much better than I do. And um, anyway, like I say, she's she's a very good chef. She just gets real moody. Yeah, you know, boy, Um, yeah, there's people that want her to go and people, you know, because it's like, let's just let her go before this turns into a problem. And then there's cooler heads saying, you can't just go because you can't just um, dismiss somebody because things were said. So... It's a real touchy thing. It there some of the people, one of the people that would like to drop her like a hot potato, and that's not a term I usually use. Um, they're noisy about it, but they really don't have any power about it. Um, but. There's an energy hanging around of, well, you know, what about next time she wants to leave? You know, is is she going to pull people down with her? And that's their concern. Is she going to pull people down with her? Hmm. I'm not even sure that there's a next time she wants to leave to worry about, but they're putting the cart in front of the horse. Why? Uh, what do you mean by that? That they're, you know, they're the the disciplinary or the people that can influence the disciplinary board are um, they're trying to hedge their bets and say, well, you know, let's get rid of her while we can, because what about, you know, ne- next time she decides to fly off the handle? What about next time? She decides to be a pain, you know, so let's get rid of her. And that's what they meant by cart in front of the horse. Um, She, well, here's the thing. They didn't have a policy on it. They just put a policy out on it. Which is probably where the uh, cooler heads prevailing comes from. Mm Mm-hmm. Because let's she face it, a lot ground. of these people are looking at it purely from a lawsuit perspective. You know, which way do we avoid a lawsuit most effectively? 
Right. Okay. All right. Um, so my friend Scott, who is on the East Coast, who I've been talking to you about for years, uh-huh, uh-huh. has stopped communicating with me. Just seemed to have disappeared. Is he okay? He is okay, but he's not great. I get that um, he's not feeling well. Um, I can't say he's sick, but he's not feeling well. And that has him concerned. It also has him ticked off. But um, it, it, my first read on it was, oh, he's met somebody and he's um, distracted. You know, he's putting all his energy there. And then I saw him like sitting on the side of like a Navy bunk on a ship. And you know how when you're just so tired, you just can't even get going, you can't put your socks on, you're just fatigued, and that's the way he feels, and that, I've never felt him feel fatigued like that, that's that's an odd sensation to me to be coming from him, and I would say that it might have something to do with um, thyroid or blood sugar or something like that, it just feels so leaden um so yeah he's okay but he's not great well it's funny you see him on a bunk on a ship because that's what he does he works on ships right but does he he doesn't travel on them though does he yeah he um, oh well what he does is he he used to be in the navy right and he was on sub right and then he he retired uh, about probably three years ago, and he has been working on ships that support oil drilling off the coast of Brazil. So he could be living on a ship. Well, he's out 30 days, back 30 days. Got it. So, yeah. And, you know, the whole thing with Brazil, too, he could get a virus or a bug bite or something down there and... You know, we're just not acclimated to that. So that's what I right. mean about, you know, he's he's okay, but he's not his usual self, that's for sure. He feels like he's dragging butt. So is that why he hasn't contacted me? He's just too tired? Yep, yep. And I think he did meet somebody for a while, and it was one of those things where you know better, you know to stay away and you just that becomes part of the thrill i don't think it's i don't think it was any ever anything serious i don't even think it's still going on but it was a distraction for a while you know but but i would say it's this leaden fatigue that's keeping him from um you know pretty much engaging in life He actually reminds me a bit, not exactly, but a bit of how I feel when I have migraines and I just like, why am I so tired? And you just don't understand why you're so fatigued from head to toe. It it reminds me a bit of that. So am I going to hear from him ever? (laughs) Yeah, I think you will. I don't think it'll be soon, but I think you will. I don't think he's disappeared forever. I think you'll probably get to a point that you're thinking, oh, I'll probably never hear from him again. It's been so long. And then, bum ba bum there he'll be. Okay. Does he think about me at all? I mean, is he getting my messages? <sighs> is he getting your messages? Yeah, but hazy, fuzzy, they're not really totally registering, which may have been why I told you the story about how, you know, I just couldn't think to even how can I get an alternate ride to go visit my aunt. You know, that just didn't kick in. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me of that. 
let me ask, the getting migraines, no, but it's a similar um, disconnect. Okay. Hmm. And I hear All it's right. stress-related for the most part. Probably. Yep. It's hard on him with this travel and then coming back. <clears throat> and I don't know if he went through recent training. A lot of times around the first of the year he does. Mm. And then that cuts out, cuts into his time off. Yeah, that has something to do with it. And also, there's something to do. I don't understand this, but oh, maybe it's the travel restrictions from the State Department. Because I was seeing stuff in the Middle East and I was seeing some other stuff and I'm going, but that wouldn't affect him. But travel restrictions, just the heaviness of being a foreigner, being an American in a foreign country, would add stress if the State Department's saying be careful. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, what about the Scott that's here that someday maybe we'll get together. We still haven't. Um, I hear he's working um, consistently, diligently on cleaning up loose ends, and he's making progress on that. And... Um, it has it has kind of a double effect because since he is making progress, it makes him kind of double down on the experience and concentrate on the experience of cleaning cleaning up loose ends. But on the other hand, um, it actually works to an advantage because things are getting cleaned up. But in the meantime. He's pretty much a recluse. Yeah. Something well, with his daughter is going on, too. His daughter, not in the negative uh, uh, criticism way, but there's something about his daughter being more needy than usual right now. I don't know if the holidays is, hit her hard or what it was, but she's she's regressed a bit and it's not permanent it's not forever but you know he certainly is um devoting what little additional energy he has to addressing that um well he's the one who lost his house in the fire in July right July August and in the Valley Fire, and um, he had to move in with his daughter and ex-wife, and remember his ex-wife is sick and dying. Not well. Yes, right. she's dying. And so then his father-in-law, his daughter's grandfather, um, got sick Oh, geez. about two, three weeks ago. And he had told me before that he wasn't very well either because he was thinking about moving his ex-wife and daughter in with him or something so he could sell that house. And um, so the grandfather is sick and was in the hospital and not doing well. So what's happening is, and he hasn't, you know, he's very um, stoic about things. Yes, yeah. And doesn't share a whole lot. But what I suspect, what I know is he's taking his daughter to his to her grandfather's house, dropping her off on the way to work, and then picking her up on the way and taking her home. I suspect he's taking both of them, the wife and the daughter. Um, I see the wife being fairly stationary. Like, she just okay. stays there, you know, and... I don't, again, I don't mean this as a criticism, but kind of just stays there and vegges out. Okay. Well, you said she was really just a shell of herself anymore. Yeah, and I don't see, uh, now, I don't see much interaction. I mean, she can be sitting in the same room, 
but there's not a lot of interaction. Right. I she looks can believe frail. that. She looks very frail. And, okay, so I thought, because the daughter was taking care of the mother, so it surprised me that the daughter would be taking care of the grandfather and leaving the mother. So I thought, that's why I thought he was taking both of them down there. See, that would make sense, but I think... You don't see that. The bottom line is she refuses to go and, you know... It's just too much hassle to pick her up and, you know, shove her in the car. So, um, and, and energetically there, you know, there's just so much energy you can spend. And I think they've pretty much reached their limits. Yeah. Ah, that's terrible. Yeah. So it's been, so he and I really haven't even been able to talk. We used to talk when we were driving home. But the daughter's in the car, and he has said, you know, I know she's contacting him more at work, things like that. So when you say she's needy, yeah, it sounds like she has been. Yeah, and it's not a, it's not a, a pointless neediness. It's not a, um, you know, I'm I'm just not going to share my dad, or I'm I'm, it's not. Uh, it's not a selfish neediness. It's like a, it, what you're saying, it makes sense to me, you know, that she would be asking for guidance and input and stuff. And that feels more like the neediness that, that I was, and, and the fear too. I felt the fear that I didn't quite understand and the, the fear of, you know, she's never really had anybody die on her, you know, and that, that human thing where you want to stop it and you suddenly realize, oh, I can't, is right. hitting her. Yeah. Okay. That's a tough time to be in. Yeah. Yeah, and see, she doesn't know anything about me. Maybe she knows he has a friend. I don't know. but Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've decided not to, not to really pursue a relationship at this time until the mother passed away. Yeah. Just easier and cleaner all the way around. Well, and I don't want her his daughter to feel like she's losing her father as well as her mother. Right. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't, you know, because then she'd hate me for sure, and I don't want that, you know, as part of a relationship with him. Heck no. You can avoid that. Avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think what she's heard about you, um, she likes you, you know, and and if the situation were different, I think you would have met long ago and you would have gotten along just fine and, and actually I see you guys having fun. But because things are so excruciatingly slow and painful, that's just a different story all the way around. Yeah, and she seems like she's a really good girl. Yeah, I think she is. She's got a good heart, that's for sure. Yeah. I like so, her. Good. <laughs> I do. I like her. Need her. <laughs> yeah, I think you will. I mean, I, I do, and I think that's one of the reasons it's it's frustrating on so many levels for you that you can't do anything because you can't. But because it's not just for him or not just for him and you, but, but you know, even though you haven't met her, there is a, a caring and a compassion and a connection between the two of you, even though you haven't met yet this lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So he's been a little grumpier, too, but I think it's just everything. He's tired. He's just yeah. really tired. Oh, he's just, he's beyond tired. He's depleted. And I think, you know, initially with losing the house, you know, of course, that was um, beyond, just beyond everything. But now that there's been some time and the, um, 
you know, the whole, and this is the word I'm hearing, the whole rigmarole of having to do the paperwork and having to sort things out and having to deal with the day-to-day mechanics of everything when all you want is for it to just go away is right. is really wearing on him. I mean, really wearing on him. And they're saying that this will pass, but right now it's just he feels like he's squashed between two boulders. Yeah. Yeah. And and I understand that. I mean, I get that. He, like you say, he went through the whole thing with the fire and then, you know, having to do all the insurance and all the paperwork, and he's been working on his storage for gosh, a year, year and a half to get it. I guess he has three storage areas. One is for work, but the other two, they had stuff in storage. And one is big, he said. And he's been going through stuff. I think the ex-wife was a hoarder. Yeah, I get that impression too. So the house also up there that he's now staying at, I I have a feeling it was full of stuff. And I think the grandfather is a bit that way, too. Yeah, so he's having to clean that out, and I think that's causing fights between him and the ex-wife, too. Yeah, you know, he's trying to be considerate and, and practical at the same time, and she's not really trying to be either, and neither is Grandpa. Yeah. So they're, uh, you know, he's just, and he's just, He's such a good guy. He's just there, and he's just trying to do his best. You know, I think he would still be who he I have no doubt. He would still be who he is. But if his daughter weren't, excuse me, oh, my goodness, where did that come from? But if his <laughs> daughter wasn't um, involved in the mix or, you know, if she was older, he wouldn't be as, Right, slowly patient as he is, and I mean he's he's patient and he's understanding, but he wouldn't be he wouldn't be so soft footed about it. Plus, you know he's been aware that the ex wife could have been gone by now, and so you know with that it was a little bit easier to be a little bit more patient because. You know, if somebody's leaving that soon, you want them to be as undisturbed as possible. Right. And now it's like, okay, you know, not that he wants her to be gone, but there's that, you know, kind of thought she might be gone by now. Right. And he's actually told me that. You know, mm-hmm. she was, she's lived longer than what was expected. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think because I know he wanted to sell that house a year ago and you know he's paying he was paying the mortgage on both houses Um, yeah plus the storage units and you know his (laughs) he his dream is to just have everything that he owns to fit in the backpack and he can ride away on a motorcycle oh god he is so far from that Yes, and I think because just because of all of this that's going on with him, it just makes him want to just, I just want to escape. I just yeah. want to get out and and leave it. You know, he he's, he would like to leave California. We've yeah. talked about that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and little old me, I don't. Although you're so, not as opposed to it as you used to be, I can tell that you don't want to, but you're not as opposed to it as you once were. Yeah, and that's probably true. And I, I told him it takes me a while to get used to the idea, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's saying, well, he's an electrician, and he's saying, you know, it, it's just costing me more and more and more every year in California. Yep. Whereas it wouldn't in other states. Right. Sadly, he is correct on that. Yeah, it's just getting crazy. So, anyway, um, you know, it is, we've kind of talked about it, and um, I've told him it makes me sad when he says he wants to leave it, 
brings up stuff from my ex-husband because he used to threaten to leave all the time. Oh. So he's been careful about that. Um, but yet, I don't want two years down the road for him to go, okay, I'm going to leave if I'm in a relationship with him. So no, I'm kind of if, like... If you were in a relationship, and you don't forget, you are the safe place that he can just vent. So sometimes when he's venting, it has nothing to do with any idea of taking current action or immediate action. You know, it has to do with, you know, believe me, and you remember this, you were here when my mom was sick. How many times was I like, I wish I could just get up and walk out that door and go to Mount Shasta or go to, you know, go back to England or whatever. And it's not that you have any intention but it it's saying a bigger story. Um, you're saying, I wish things would get better, and I know they're never going to get better, so I wish I could be someplace else where this wasn't Just the escape. reality. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he says that to you and around you because you are the safe place and you are the person that understands him. If you two would would let yourself be in a relationship or when the time is right and that you guys can be in a relationship that's comfortable for the two of you, then he wouldn't have the desire to escape because he'd be someplace he wants to be instead of someplace he thinks he should be or is, right. is the right place to be doing the right thing because he's, you know, that's, that's, That's who ethics. he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't panic yeah. about that. Don't start worrying about that ahead of time. Okay. Yeah. Um, how's my health? You look pretty good. You look a little tired, a little stressed, but you look pretty good. You know, you do. You um, You look somewhat rejuvenated even. Um, since the last time I read for you, uh, I wouldn't say you're going to go out and go mountain climbing or anything right now, but, (laughs) but, you know, you do look like you're healthier than the last time I talked to you and that all the little things that are just, you know, oh, it's just a cold, it's just a virus, you know, aren't bothering you as much. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Very good. Glad to hear it. I'm still waiting for the herpes vaccine, and I still haven't told him about that. I'm nervous about that, but we haven't been able to sit yeah. and... It's premature huh. to talk about that now anyway, but by the time she finally leaves her body, there may be a, a vaccine out there. You know, and they're saying something. I'm not quite catching the whole thing, but they're saying something about... Um, a breakthrough in Europe that there's a treatment, a breakthrough, there's a breakthrough. It's not so much a vaccine, but a um, almost like a cauterizing thing. And it's not out yet, but my feel is that it'll be very shortly. It'll be out and being used uh, in Europe. And there's hmm. nothing to say you can't go to Europe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. Oh, I yeah, want to yeah. say it's got something to do with silver, like silver nitrate, silver nitrate. That's not quite right, but it's silver something, like silver salt, silver. And it's interesting because when I look at it, I see this really deep purple color, but I keep hearing silver nitrate, silver nitrate, nitrite, nitrate, silver nitrogen, silver. I don't know what it is, but it, uh-huh. it's got a purple color to it. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part's frustrating. I hope they come out with it soon. I know. And you think with them getting the um, chickenpox vaccine and then eventually getting the shingles, that it shouldn't be too far off. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that, exactly. You know, there's definitely reason for hope there. I can see laboratories where it's they're working on it, but it's not like 
the highest priority. It's maybe third, fourth, fifth down on the list, depending on which laboratory you're in. So there are people studying it and working on it, and there's there's scientists that, for their own personal reasons, wants it to break through. Um, But there's other things that are getting more attention because they have more political clout. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, things like AIDS. Ah, I don't know. AIDS, cancer. You know, I try not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but sometimes I get so disillusioned with why has there not been more progress on these things? And I oh yeah, I, especially cancer. Yes, yeah. Mm. You know, and I I know I know it makes you wonder, you know, how much. But the funny thing is that a cyclovir, which is the cream and the medication for it, for herpes. Uh-huh. is the price is going through the roof. Well, that's a good indication that there's a breakthrough coming then. That's what I was thinking. Uh-huh. They're going to try to get all their money from it that they can before it becomes probably OTC and then because the new drug has come out. Okay. By the way, a cyclovir is the same thing that they treat shingles with. So yes. if they treat shingles and herpes with a cyclovir, it makes sense, and I'm getting spirit bumps, that um, that going down the road for uh, cures or, like they say, this cauterization type, stop it in its tracks things, uh, it makes sense that they'd be working on that then. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I heard that the price is going through the roof. Uh huh. Yeah. Because it's been around. I had shingles when I was. Oh, it was after Chris was born. So, oh, twenty years ago. Yep. And um, they had it then. They had a cyclovir yep. then, so mm-hmm. it should be very cheap. Right. It shouldn't be going up. Right. I mean, that just doesn't make any logical sense other than they're trying to get as much money as they can before it becomes either OTC or or replaced. Right. Right. That's what I was thinking, so I'm hoping there's something coming up. Yeah, I think you're reading that right. I do. because, And when I, when I keep looking inside the... Um, the laboratories where I see it, you know, it's like it's an active thing they're working on. It's just not the priority thing. But it's not like it's just on the list. It's actually in the laboratory. It's just not the one that gets the most attention, the first attention. Okay. All right. Um, I want to say hi to Mom. Uh, she says, well, that's good because she's been saying hi to you for so long and you just don't say anything back to her. And she's laughing. She says, one of these days you're going to surprise yourself and realize that it really is me that you hear. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> she says, I know, and I answer you, but but then you wonder if you heard the answer. And she's laughing. She is just <laughs> yeah, laughing like so crazy. True. It's so true. It's so true. One of these days you're going to realize it's really me. She says, I can't wait for the day. She says, it's going to be like I go, boo, and you jump. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, my dad, my dad, my dad, today had talked about dad is starting to see the reality of what he's done with marrying this woman. That's good and that's bad. Is that what you, do you have the same feeling about that? Oh, yeah, I definitely see that, you know, he was seeing it more than he wanted to see it before. He was just fighting it tooth and nail. Um, but, yeah, he, it's unavoidable now. It's, hmm. she's, she's, um, she's lost her soft edges, you know, everything is, is. Uh, abrupt and sharp and um, she's not 
even trying to play nice now. She's not trying to play. She's just, you know, gimme, 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 gimme. Really? Yeah. So um, if he calls her on it, she'll back down for a while. But you know him, he doesn't call her on it very often. So she doesn't have to back down very much. Um, he, when I talked to him in October, he had started back golfing and yeah. he sounded so happy, but then he tore his rotator cuff. Oh, jeez! I know. So now he can't golf. And I, I was, it was really nice to hear from him. And then when I had called him on Father's Day, I may have told you this last time we spoke. You know, I asked, I said to him, because we had played phone tag during the day. I'm sure he was with her family. And I said, um, am I the last one to call? He said, you're the only one. Oh. Oh. And that just shocked me. It's true, though. Because my brothers have been closer, actually, to him than I have. Yeah, but the bigger brother... I don't think he's the older brother, but the bigger brother, he doesn't trust himself to, in his words, keep his mouth shut about that woman. Um, so that that might be my youngest brother. Okay, and um, I think, from what I see, there was a lot of good intention there, but that you know, oh, you don't want to do it because you don't want to hear about her. You don't want to hear. You don't want to ask, what has she done? You don't want to hear it. And so the day kind of got away from him. But but the upshot is is he doesn't trust himself to keep his mouth shut when it, in regards to her. Well, my older brother, who is the oldest, um, I was surprised he hadn't called Dad, but his father-in-law had passed away about a month or two weeks before that hat before Father's Day, like two weeks. So um, I can understand that. Yeah. I was just, like I say, I was just really surprised with the other ones. And, you know, Dad doesn't talk about maybe, I mean, he doesn't talk badly about her at all. No. But he does put her on the phone, and I'm like, oh, God. That uh, see now that goes with the energy of, of just don't want to hear it. Just don't want to hear it. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. I just don't yeah. want to talk to her. Yeah, yeah. So it just yeah, that's. But you know, PJ says Dad's even a little embarrassed about it. Of course, he'd never tell us, and he'd never let on. Well, never say but. never, but right now he's still not going to, but um never say never because he's 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 dismayed and a little deflated even, but um embarrassed, you know, but I don't see it being something where he would um He's not so prideful that he would let it ruin your relationship besides he knows you guys are all pretty smart and, you know, don't need him to say um, who she is. You know, she she speaks for herself, you know, as far as her character. Um, She hides it from us a lot. And... She's very quiet around us. She never says anything around us. Um, I think my father is, what the way it sounded with PJ, my father is realizing he's losing his family. Um, he definitely knows that, and it definitely concerns him. Um, and he, he's, kind of like stuck um, because there's the um, if he makes 
more overtures to you guys, then she's going to get all ticked off and she'll make his life miserable and threaten to leave him and all these things. Um, But if he doesn't want to lose her, but he doesn't want to lose you guys. And so rather than rock the boat, he's not doing anything right now. But if she keeps pushing it and kind of demanding in in more words, but demanding that he make a choice, then he will choose you guys. You know, that may have not been true when he first was getting involved with her, but it is now. Well, it's all about her family. They're always with her family. Yeah. And, you know, he goes along with it because, you know, his whole thing about don't make waves and, and all that stuff. But he's starting to feel like, okay, I don't make waves, but I'm not getting anywhere either. I'm not getting anywhere I want to go. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, well. The things we do for love. Oh, I don't know. If only he hadn't married her. I know. I know. I wish he had just lived with her, although she says because of her religious convictions she wouldn't do it. Yeah. And that's what she says. I'm not I'm not sure that that's the reason why she wouldn't do it, but that's what she says. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mhm. Yeah, well, we've got her number. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, does my mother have any words of wisdom for me before we sign off? It she she says that she wants you to be happy. Don't don't um don't don't go looking don't focus. Don't focus on things that make you unhappy. You know, don't try to pretend they don't exist because that's not right either. But but don't just focus on those. And um if you don't have enough things that make you happy to balance the things that make you unhappy in today's world, then um, make a list and go shopping for things that make you happy. Um, start adding them in. They they might add themselves, but um, it'll go faster if you're willing to put the put them in the cart too. Okay. Um, she says, you know. We often think about um, what 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 will I wish I had told myself? What will I wish I knew? You know things like that. And she says, you know, I can't tell you. Did she call you Miha? No. Who did somebody um, call you something with an M M word like a? like Minnie or something like that, that's not her? Is there somebody that would come in and that kind of tilting, teasing, lilting voice, kind of almost like Minnie or Minnie Mouse or, or it was weird. It just came in out of nowhere. It was weird. Anyway. Um, I'm wondering if it's my ex's mother because uh, she was Hispanic. Yep, I got spirit bumps on that, too, when you said that. The really soft, cascading spirit bumps on that. And um, she says, we always wonder, you know, what what do we wish we knew now that, you know, that we don't? Yeah. And she's saying the, basic, the basics, be happy, be happy. And it's, you know, we tend to think that, well, you know, I'll be happy when I'm in a relationship or I'll be happy when the house is paid off or the car is paid off. or the. And she says, don't waste time with all that. Just be happy. And if you're not happy, trade in. Um, she's showing me like taking clothes to cleaners. God, I haven't done that in ages. But she's showing me like taking clothes to the, to the uh, cleaners and dropping them off and um, just... Um, um, try to make things fresh and new. Yeah, and and if you don't like them when they come out of the cleaners, then then go shopping. Don't wait around <laughs> for for somebody else to 
bring you a new wardrobe. Go shopping. Okay. She says, you know, you know what to do. You're just, um, um, you're too considerate of everybody else, or you're you put them before you. I think is what she's saying. Yeah, she's yeah. shaking her head. Yes, and she says, and she's partly to blame for that because um, she said, you know, that's being polite. And she says she rescinds that. She takes it back. She says, don't, you don't have to be nice if you don't want to. If you want to, you know, be as nice as you want to be, but but don't be nice just because it's the rule, because the rules didn't seem to work out um, the way the way everybody told her they would. So um, yeah. be happy. Okay. Be happy and don't care what anybody else, uh, says if you want to paint your face green or dye your hair purple, she says don't worry what other people will think because even if you didn't give them something to think about, they'd invent something to think about if that's the kind of person they are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Very true. <laughs> Thank Very you true. for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, my dear. Okay. I will find out how to get this to you. I think you can just download it, but I'll send you an email. 